0: and I'm arts editor of the Times Argus and Rutland Herald. Each week I travel the state hearing, watching, enjoying the best Vermont has to offer in the arts. And I try to put it together and deliver it to you. It all culminates with the Vermont Arts section every Saturday in the Times Argus and Rutland Herald.
1: Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Rutland Herald's Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps uh, podcast with Jim Lowe. Uh, We'll be talking about some of the important events in the arts community in Rutland and Washington counties. We've been off for a few weeks, so we're going to get right back to it. Uh, Jim, um, I understand that you're very excited about this year's uh, production of the Green Mountain Nutcracker.
0: Well, I'm only excited about it because it's special. I mean, we have nutcrackers ad nauseum, and you watch all these little students do their thing, and, and we all want, enjoy that, but we don't call them big art events. But and, what, and let
1: me interrupt you for just a second. So this production is when and where?
0: This is December 21st and 22nd at the Barry Opera House. Okay. But it's presented by—it it is unique— in that the reason it's called the Green Mountain Nutcracker is because it's a Vermont nutcracker. It has all sorts of Vermont characters in it. They have a a maple sugar queen, uh, princess, rather than a sugar plum fairy, and all sorts of things like that. They have loggers tossing logs and splitting wood, and it's it's quite entertaining. It's actually fairly funny. But it's also quite beautiful. It mixes, uniquely it mixes the Tchaikovsky classic music with bluegrass music to give it a Vermont flavor. And it morphs every year. I've seen it two or three times. And it's the 13th year this time. And what it, it's just a lot of fun. It's a mix of professional dancers from Moving Light Dance Company and their students, and it's it's pretty high level. So it's but what makes it unique is that it's all ours. It's not it's not, it's not something you'll see anywhere else.
1: So of course, uh, 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 arts audiences are used to the Nutcracker. But what they'll see at the Barry Opera House on September 21st and 22nd is something unique to Vermont.
0: Yes. Same story, different flavor.
1: Tell me about this production of the Sandland Diaries.
0: Uh, Jason Lorber is one of Vermont's most successful comedians. And anyway, he is taking this play that is an arrangement or an adaptation of David Sedaris' Holiday Essay it reflects Sedaris's own experience as a, an elf at Macy's Santa Land, and it, as the director points out, don't bring the kids. Uh, it's very irreverent, and it should be very fun. I haven't seen it, and I'm looking forward to seeing it this year. It's a lot of places. It will be uh, on Saturday. The uh, 14th in, in uh, Waterbury Center, but then it goes to Burlington and Middlebury. And the dates you can find on our website or in the paper, but it promises to be a lot of fun. One of the reasons is I very seldom get to see Jason. I've seen him in theater, and he's very good, but I've never seen him do stand-up, which he also does. As a matter of fact, that's how he started, and this is sort of a mix of both. It's a one-man show. But it is irreverent, to put it mildly.
1: And did Jason create this show, or is he doing his production of it?
0: No, it's his production of it. But it's really David Sedaris.
1: And you you haven't seen his production, but you've seen uh, Jason perform. Uh, what what type of performer is he? Is he kind of a classic comic actor, where whatever he whatever he uh, is in, he kind of brings a comic flair to? Or
0: he has that quality, but he also he, he has a very broad range. He's, he's a real actor. I mean, he can, he can do what he needs to do, but he's also really funny. He's the kind of person when you talk to, it's funny. Uh, he's just a funny person, and, and he's quite excited about this, so it should be fun. <laughs> ¶¶
1: Hey, this is
2: Mora Smiley, and you are listening to Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps.
1: Brought to you by the Rutland Herald and the Barry Montpelier Times Argus. Uh, and for those looking for a little bit more of an international flavor to uh, their holiday celebration, um, there will be a performance at Onion River of um, uh, a German Christmas. A yes. child is born in a German Christmas.
0: Definitely a little higher brow. Um, Onion River Chorus is one of the most successful community choruses in the state. Larry Gordon has run it for years. They do a rather esoteric bunch of stuff, and they pack the house. These singers are all locals. They love it. They work really hard. They're not professionals, though he does sometimes bring in professional soloists, or in this case, instrumentalists. But what he's doing here, this concert is unusual in the sense that it's called a German Christmas. But most of the melodies will be quite recognizable by most people, because they are what turned into Christmas carols. But he is performing them in their original early German 17th, 16th century forms, Um, some 20th century. but. It's it's music that you will recognize, but then you'll find out where it actually came from.
1: Okay, and um, this is December twenty first and twenty second. Yes, I'm sorry, I don't know where On New River chorus uh, performs.
0: Uh, both in Montpelier at the Union Unitarian Church.
1: Okay, so let's let's uh, talk about some other uh, concert uh, the concerts that will be going on in the area and uh, also international Montreal. Um, They're going to be unveiling 12 artists in our area for their forty-fifth first edition of the Jazz Festival.
0: Well, we are unusual in that we cover the Montreal International Jazz Festival. Uh, It's a little further for those in Rutland, but you can go up from Montpelier for the day or for the evening, and I frequently do. But more than that, the Montreal Jazz Festival is the largest in the world. It gets in the area of 1.8 million people to it. It gets the top artists in the world. So we've started covering them. We are invited. Uh, We send a critic every year, Um, Tom Huntington, who also wrote this story. And so we like to keep people aware of something that is near us, that's sort of special for us. And... uh, this is very high-end, and Tom Huntington has announced the first 12 major concerts that you can see there. He will continue to update people as we go.
1: And when are these concerts going to take place?
0: They take place in in July.
1: Okay. So this is kind of an uh, advance notice of, a, of an event, not really close to us, so probably the more advanced notice people have, um, the... the, uh, the um, the better for them to plan, and of course, um, the Montreal Jazz Festival presents something that is probably uh, unusual in, in the Vermont area to to to, uh, to hear a different kind of music. Um, that's not just probably unusual in Vermont, but in many places of the country.
0: Well, especially the level and the concentration. But there's another thing about the festival that's kind of fun is that I'm you know I I can get claustrophobic in crowds. Now this is, as I said, the largest jazz festival in the world. I go up there, and it's packed, and I feel comfortable. The streets are all closed off around Place des Arts, which is the big concert complex. And the streets are all closed off. The seats are, there are concerts in the streets. There are concerts in the concert halls. They're all going on at the same time. Another interesting thing is there's all sorts of stuff for kids. So it, it's it's really an all-encompassing event. Of course, the biggest thing for me is I get to eat in Montreal, which is
1: added bonus.
0: Yeah, that's a big one. But it is wise to, if you want to go to this, to find a place to stay now. Uh, prices are not outrageous. They're unexpectedly low for an urban area. They're maybe the same price range as Burlington, and uh, but we cover it because. A lot of people I know go, and a lot more people should. Okay. So we're
1: talking about some of the uh, highlights for the uh, uh, arts section for the Rutland Herald and uh, Times Argus this week. But there's some uh, other events going on, other holiday events, and other arts events. So um, we're hoping that everybody who listens to this will also check out those pages.
0: You can read about these stories and a lot more in Vermont Arts, a section of the Rutland Herald Times Argus on Saturdays. This is Eric King, and you're listening to Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps, the Vermont Arts
2: podcast from the Barry and Montpelier Times Argus and the Rutland Herald. <laughs>
3: Welcome to Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps, the arts and entertainment podcast from the Times Argus and Rutland Herald. This week, we have a special podcast that was recorded in Manchester, Vermont. Back in August, I received a press release from the Vermont Arts Exchange, outlining a new project that would provide six teens with the opportunity to write and record original songs. These songs would then be aired on the radio station, WEQX. I decided to pack up my recording gear and hit the road. Matthew Perry, executive director for the Vermont Arts Exchange, set up a meeting with himself, Matt Scott from Akin Studios, where the young artist recorded and one of the artists, Chayla Greenslit. Here's some of Chayla's music and part of our conversation. Thanks to Wilmington, Campbell, Bent, and Sassney for allowing us to use their conference room to record.
4: People say love hurts you can tear your heart into and I say. It's so
5: amazing, it's breathtaking, why did we have to fall in love, we were so young, got roses from
3: So this is George Nostrum from the Rutland Herald, and for something new we have our first mobile podcast, and we're down here in Manchester, Vermont. Um, talking to some folks who uh, were part of a music exchange recording project and um, really cool collaboration um, between a number of organizations. Let's just start by doing some introductions.
6: Hi, my name is Taylor Greenslett and I am 17 years old. I currently go to Mount Anthony Union High School in Vermont and I have been a part of the Vermont Art Exchange grant over this summer.
2: Hi this is Matt Scott, owner and engineer at Akin Studios.
7: Hello my name is Matthew Perry and I am the executive director and co-founder of the Vermont Arts Exchange, a nonprofit community arts organization in North Bennington, Vermont. For
3: starters, uh, why, don't, why don't you tell us uh, how this whole thing began?
7: Yeah so I think it was probably last year that um, you know as a as a community member and resident of, uh, of Bennington, I attended the uh, Mount Anthony High School Pops Concert, which has happened every year for a number of years. It is uh, kind of a showcase of the talent of the school, the jazz bands, the concert uh, chorus. And I noticed several students that, are, that were um, performing individually, alone, and um, and just really knocking it out of the park with their with their voice and their instrumental work, and and just wondering and asking my question, you know, as a music educator and, and a community organizer, how you know what else do they are they working on, and, and what would happen if they if they had a band behind them, or if they could you know take their work further, and what else are they working on? So sort of came up with the idea of. Um, you know, connecting them into a professional studio. And, um, and that's where Matt comes in and uh, a kin studio. It's very cool and it has a, a real great ambiance. And um, this, was, this was the team that I wanted to work with. So I approached Matt and um, we put together um, a prog- uh, sort of a, uh, a presentation uh, of like a six-week class, six to eight-week class. Uh, with the goal in mind to have six students work on their original work and record it and perform it, we did that project, which wrapped up this fall. And some nice things that came out of it, um, besides the opportunity to, to be on this podcast, was was that Matt had some connections. I can let him talk about that a little bit with WEQX. Mm-hmm. So we got the each each student got to air their. Their, their piece. Um, and the good news is that we're moving on uh, into next year with another grant uh, from the Opportunity Fund. And um, we're real excited to take some of these students' work further and engage with some new ones. Very cool, very cool.
3: Matt, what got you excited about this project?
2: Uh, I think there are just so, there were so many different ways to approach it and so many different ways to do it right. And to serve the students. Um, I know when, for myself, when I was in high school and I was in, you know, in that first real burst of like post puberty music fanaticism in my life, it was all I could think about. Right. Mm-hmm. I went home at night. I played guitar till two o'clock in the morning. Like all it's right. what, it was my association with friends, etc. And there's, uh, there's a certain like firing of synapses that happens in that age range that you kind of lose even by the time you we were in college. So for me, it was like, if I had the opportunity to go back in time and to both like develop a pedagogy of teaching, but also just straight up like hear rudiments and lessons and considerations when writing a song, when recording a song, when talking about music, what would I want to know? Um, and so the foundation of a lot of the work that got done was really built around that. Um, and so for the course load itself, every class started with the first half hour of just music listening. So we bring in a new piece every week and the first half hour is how we talk about it. Where does the song end? Where does the production kick in? How does the production and the recording reinforce the songwriting? And how can you take the song that you're working on and think about it that way? Um, so over the course of, what would have been that would have been probably 24 hours or so students went from truly incubator songs recorded on their phone, which we shared in class through workshop to second and third draft, then recorded in the context of, uh, of, you know, the studio learning the essentials, not everything, but what is a condenser microphone? What's a dynamic microphone? How do you make something sound louder than it really is with compression? Mm -hmm. You know, just like a lot of the general tricks of the trade, but really help the students, be primary agents in what became a finished product and something they're really happy with and really realize what they heard in their head. Um, uh, All the better to then take that and get to perform it for a, bunch of friends and family members at the end we had uh, a near capacity room uh for a final performance of all this original material and then through that as well we're able to bring in um, session musicians um, both when needed for the recording process but also as to serve as a backing band uh when needed so we could actually perform these songs with all their various parts to the same specificity that they were recorded with in the studio um so yeah So f- for me It was all about like How much can we squeeze in realistically uh, <laughs> In a finite right. period of time But how do you really leave an impression to Cause maybe um... that
5: song mm-hmm. That Tony Sparks mm-hmm. Is true mm-hmm. About love.
3: ready for some questions? Yes, yes. <laughs> Sitting patiently over there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm curious about a couple things. One, uh, I know a, a lot of people don't really understand the difference between like playing live and recording in a studio mm-hmm. and I'm curious if you can tell us for you mm-hmm. what was that like? How was it different? Anything you learned that was interesting?
6: Mm-hmm. Well yeah, when I, I remember when I was at the pop concert and I was playing it live and I didn't think Anything of it, nothing would like come about of it. I was just going to sing, and that was it, and I was done. And then I remember probably a week later, or maybe a couple weeks later, my dad got an email from Matthew, and he said that uh, he'd like me to be a part of the Vermont Art Exchange. Um, and then he explained it to me in the email where it was where we could take our own songs and we'd learn more about music, in sound and I was all for it and I thought it was really cool and I I never have done something like that before. So to me I was like, oh yeah, it's probably just gonna be singing live again or it's gonna be the same experience. But when I got there it was totally different and it was like a whole new thing I didn't even know about music or even existed. And even with sound and microphones and speakers, I just thought there was only one type of microphone, Mm -hmm. and I remember um, Matt introduced us to other microphones, and then reverb in terms for what you want to do to your voice, and how you can get that special sound effect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another one of the students, Mm -hmm. um, Cooper, he helped me, Mm -hmm. because we decided, we were thinking, what could we do with the beat to make it more upbeat, or if we just wanted it to be really personal and acoustic, basically the same. And we decided to put um, a drum uh, beat in it. Sam decided to do that, and I thought that was a really good idea. And then the beat was faster, so Cooper took over and played the ukulele so I could sing, because I found it hard. I couldn't multitask
3: (laughs) that. So
6: that was really, yeah, I'm glad he helped me.
3: So what was it like or what did it mean for you to kind of be able to get your song on the radio?
6: I thought, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I really did. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the radio has changed a lot, but I feel like it's still there. I mean, like I'll go into my friend's cars and I'll just hear the radio all the time. And I thought it was a really, really cool experience that I could hear myself on the radio.
7: Yeah, it was the WEQX local exposure. Oh, cool. Um, DJ Ryan, who Matt was friends with and connected with. They
2: actually did two songs a week over the course of a calendar month, I believe. I think there was a replay. But they had like a 50-second spot to introduce
3: every single, like they went for it. Mm -hmm. So, Chayla, I was hoping that you could actually play for us live the uh, song that you recorded on the radio.
6: Yes, of course. I'd love to. Hey, this is Chela, and the song I'm going to be singing is Why Did We Have to Fall in
4: Love? People say love hurts You can tear your into a They say It's so amazing It's your battle shield when love comes knocking at your door. Cause maybe that song that Jordan
5: Sparks plays is true about love.
3: So, just briefly, at the, each of you in, in, you know, thirty seconds to a minute. Where do you see the next steps going for this project for you and your organization or your your rock stardom? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You can start. Okay. To, okay.
6: What? Um. I'm really excited for the second I'm really glad that I'm going to be a part of it. And before this even happened, I didn't even... Like, I only envisioned my original song just as ukulele. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing else. Like, it wouldn't, like, I wouldn't turn it upbeat. It was just acoustic and my voice. Mm-hmm. And with this, it, like, took it to, like, a whole nother level. I didn't even know what it could do without Matthew, Matt, and Sam. And... Yeah, as far as the like, grant goes, I'm really excited to show more new music and see what else I can do. Yeah, just besides ukulele. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very
7: cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know my job at this point now that it's kind of up and running is just to make sure the ship is steering straight and not hit any icebergs and <laughs> you know make sure there's plenty of gas in the tank. You know, and 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 work. Um, you know, continue partnering with, with uh, Matt and Sam and, and, and making sure that their needs are met and, and that we are shaping and keeping our, our eyes open and our, our minds and our hearts and to, to kind of shaping the mission.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, so much of it has been a real-time process yeah. You can throw, you know, aspirational things out there, but you got to be really reflexive when you're doing anything like this. So I, I think in my mind, comparable to what Matt said, really, it's like gas in the tank. Mm-hmm. We need to find new mechanisms for keeping this going. It's incredible to have the support of grant underwriters to keep things forward, but uh, it's certainly not any reason to rest on the laurels of that instance and assume it's always going to be there. So how do we expand the the uh, understanding of what the program is? How do we bring more students into the fold? You know, How do we preserve the sustainability um, of the project? Because I think time will show and has already shown that it's got strong roots and there's a lot of people that have a lot to gain, um, not the least of which are the people from the back end helping pull it together. It's been an awesome
3: project. So. All right, well, thank you all for your patience and for being part of the first mobile podcast. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Thank you, George. <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> and, uh it's A
7: true partnership. Yeah. 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 Thanks a lot. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us.
3: <laughs> so let's go out with a, a song. What do you want to play for us going out here?
6: Um, I uh, also played, too, um, I'm Yours by Jason Mraz.
3: Excellent. Let's do that one. Okay. <laughs>
4: Try to stay chill But you're so hot that i melted I fell right through the cracks Now I'm trying to get back Before the cool don't run out I'll be giving in my best is another's gonna stop me But divine intervention. Reckon it's about to get reckon again my turn To win some Or learn some But I won't hesitate Find love, 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 love Listen to the music of the moment people dance and sing We're just one big family And it's our God seeking right to be loved. Love, 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 loved So I won't hesitate, no more. Hi,
6: my name is Chayla Greenslet. You're listening to Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps.
1: Brought to you by the Rutland Herald and the Barry Montpelier Times Argus.